All right, I'm here with Tom. We are going to talk about the World Cup. But Tom, first, has there been any news this week that maybe we should touch on? Heard anything, anything important going on? I don't think so. I've heard a couple of rumblings from Elon Musk. And I think someone who used to play for United has been chatting or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's right. An absolute twat talking nonsense. <laughs> and also Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> It's. Uh, I saw this morning, well, this morning my time, that United are planning on suing him for mm. a breach of contract. Which I, I wasn't sure whether they'd have the actual balls to do that. And and because, I mean, clearly it's a breach of contract given the clauses typical mm. Premier League contract has. But, so what, do, what are your thoughts overall on uh, Ronaldo Gate? <sighs> okay, I'm going to start off on an empathic note just because then it will make it easier to kind of transition into the evisceration, which I'm sure will lead a little bit later. It must be very difficult, like, and it's it's hard to even imagine how difficult it would be for, for to go through what he has gone through in, in May and, and through the summer with the loss of a child like that. He's, I, I know people who have, have had, who've lost children in, in similar circumstances and, uh, yeah, my heart breaks for them. And whatever he was before that moment is going to change him as a person. And it must be, yeah, tumultuous and just almost impossible to live with at times. However, that doesn't... Ex- and I feel, though, despite that heartache that he's gone through, he's using that as an excuse because... and. I feel like some people have bought into that a little bit with that that kind of like he's just trying to almost pull on the heartstrings of people a little bit and it, it's definitely worked to some degree. And I, I don't want to downplay what he has been through, but it's not like this, it, it's changed him from what he what he was doing before. Like, it, 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 like I say, it's horrible what he's gone through, but then he he hasn't, He's exactly the same person as he was before in in the regards that what we're seeing with this. It's absolutely like he's using that as a completely a, 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 a huge excuse for just abhorrent behavior, which he's gotten away with throughout his whole career. You look at the walk-off moment at Tottenham. He did that multiple times at Juventus. And his behavior throughout this whole per- period, people have just indulged that because he's been a, a fantastic footballer. Whereas now he's not getting indulged anymore. He's still been let off the leash, let off all of his misdemeanors every single time. Think back to that Tottenham game. He's been captain of Manchester United since then. It's crazy. And every single time he's done something wrong, he's got a second chance. And then to come out like this, it's just, it's just unbelievable twattishness it's unbelievable twattishness like and i i I was i was so flabbergasted when it happened you think back to like lukaku's interview last year that caused an a a really big storm and it's it's absolutely nowhere near the level i don't think i've ever seen anything like it in football i've seen it in american sports before you kind of see that kind of outlandishness from a from a huge ego I'm thinking like Antonio Brown or something who played for Tampa Bay who walked off in the middle of a game and took his shirt off and hoopered and hollered and then slammed his employers but 
in professional football, I don't think I've ever seen anything like it. To, to, and to go and choose a twat like Piers Morgan to do it, who completely indulged in the whole scenario, just treated it like it was like a PR stunt, egged him on, indulged him. Yeah, exactly. Like there was that there was that one line. There's been so many lines that we'll, I'm sure we'll get into. There was the one line where he said, I think it was the one that came out just this morning, where he said, oh, I bet, I bet Rooney hates you even more when talking about his Instagram followers or the money he's got in his bank. And then Ronaldo replied something like, yeah, or all the other rats like him. I, he said rats. Like, oh my God, this man. That, that yeah. He is horrible. Horrible man. He is. I'm glad you brought up his potential state of mind because I just don't buy it. No. And I can't, I can't get into his mind and how it feels to have lost his child, obviously, uh, not been through that. But this was a scripted interview, planned and scripted. And so this wasn't an emotional state of mind that he, uh, he was unable to control. This was planned. The questions were clearly scripted and fed to him, and he had the answers scripted too. So I, I'm not going to buy any of that. This was planned, and it was planned to be as disruptive as possible so that United have absolutely no choice but to let him go. And I think the calculus has been from his camp, which I may well be wrong, that he could do this and United would pay him off to leave. Mm-hmm. And that it was the whole point, talking to Morgan, doing it off book, making it as offensive to as many people as possible. The whole point is that United would feel like they just had to cancel the contract and pay him the $12.5 million that he's apparently owed. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm not buying any excuses. It, it's the worst behaviour I've seen from a, a player ever. Mm. I mean, in, in media terms, obviously there's some stuff that players have done that is is worse. It's the calculation. Yeah. Ronaldo though. might have done what Greenwood might have done, what Benny might have done, so on, right? With what but Ronaldo is, might have done. What Ronaldo might have done, yeah. But it, it was calculated... And then the the and and there are so many examples, but the thing that comes out most of all throughout this interview, the ninety minutes, is the narcissism, mm. the absolute uncontrolled sociopathic narcissism that is a result of well, one his personality, but also being coddled and and surrounded by yes men for, I imagine, the best part of the last twenty years. And I think he genuinely believes he is the best player in the world still, and is his. It's going to be, it's going to be so hard for him. It, it's all going to come crashing down soon. We've seen him, right? He's he's not going to get a, a starting place in a, a top club. Not not that a top top club would want to have him. Like who would want him in their squad now? No one, right? That so toxicity. It, it, it's going to be so hard for him. And you know, I just don't. I want him nowhere near the club. And, and it looks like he's he he. They told him never to come back. Mm. And it looks like they are suing him for defamation, which I'm no lawyer, but I have to say there are about 25 examples that they, I think they can use there. And and even if that's to force him to cancel, unilaterally cancel the contract, then great. I want him gone. But as a person, he, he is going to be completely unable to cope with what comes next. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the boxer who keeps coming back, except him. Yeah, and keeps getting punched in the face. George Foreman, right? Mm, Or someone like that. Muhammad Ali, who just went on too long. Except it's even harder to hide in a football team because you're compared with 10 other players constantly or Mm. or 21 others because you've got your your 
your competition anyway it's going to be we are supposed to be talking about the world cup but we can we can not touch on this it's it's all come crashing down and i have to say when he joined i thought something like this might happen i didn't think this exactly would happen i thought it would be very disruptive but this is just off the charts it's crazy it, it, like you say it's super disruptive but also it feels like a clean break now and i i think in despite how sick inducing it actually makes me feel and I, I also I can't get out of my head how much I feel like he's using and this this feels a bit harsh saying this but I feel like he is using the death of his son almost to 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 use it as to kind of push through this agenda so people can kind of feel sorry for for him and what he's going through I think it's almost like the best thing that could have happened for United it's not like you're not going to get people now on the side that you get a few. I think athletic runner poll, and I know this isn't going to be every single United fan, but I think they ran a poll of how many people side with United or how many people sign with Ronaldo after this. And I think 88% of people wanted Ronaldo at the club. And I think it'll probably be like near like 70, 60%, but like it would have been a lot nearer. 50-50 or maybe the other way before that like with people were still singing Viva Ronaldo at the last couple of games despite him walking up away from Tottenham but now he's just pushed the whole of the United fan base against him he's pushed all the players I imagine against him it's such a perfect clean break and it couldn't really have been any cleaner for United really I know this this is a horrible thing that that's happened it leaves a real bad taste in their mouth but I don't think there's going to be any lasting consequences from United for this it's actually you're right it's it's almost going to bring people together whereas with him it's going to have lasting consequences because who's going to want that toxic waste of space in their club anymore I I mean I just can't imagine anyone so yes absolutely I mean the only question now is like who gets what money Mm -hmm. there's six months of the contract still owed that's 12 million pounds or so and and that's the question like how much do United have to pay him to fuck off or or can they cancel it now? And and part of the defamation lawsuit will, I think, be to put pressure on him. But for him, I mean, I just, I'd be absolutely gobsmacked if a, a leading club come, comes in for him now. I mean, my God, who would want that? Not a single coach in a top club would want that anywhere near him. Sporting didn't want it. I mean, he claimed this is all lies, but I mean, it's been reported so widely, I just don't believe it. Yeah. No one. Juve, Bayern, Real, Chelsea, Sporting. Who else rejected him? I mean, there's there's just no one left. No. And he can take up a, a position in one of the, the Gulf region clubs, I imagine. China's off the table now. Russia's off the table. MLS, I don't think they would have him as a... I don't... I mean, maybe they would as because they're centrally contracted. Can he get back in that country? The, well, that's another question. I mean, charges have been dropped, but Hey, maybe some others would appear if he was in it's a there. Risk, so maybe, isn't it? yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the options are for him. I, I mean, I suppose the best option is that Portugal win the World Cup and he can just retire. Mm, but, but then he said in that interview right. that he wanted to stay till he was forty, and then he's talking about, oh yeah, Saudi Arabia offered me this much money. Like, it does just feel like the only options available to him is in the Gulf. Or potentially Turkey because they've got like money. I mean, you think that Fenerbahce or Galatasaray would, would yeah, welcome him with open arms. They take every other Premier League reject, so I'm sure it'd, it'd be perfect for them. But it's a pretty down. It's a big, big step down, isn't it, to go to Turkey? Quite. I don't know whether his ego would 
cope with it. I mean, and the fact that he talked so openly about having uh, 100 million Instagram followers and how much money he's got in the bank and stuff like that. I mean, I, I've, uh, I've met a few CEOs over the years who whose status is, it's not just about their, their title, but about how much they earn. And they they compare themselves to their peers. And I, I'm not, yeah, I, I feel like Ronaldo's doing that as well. Mm-hmm. And that even if he went to Turkey, if they paid him enough money that he might, it's not just about the amount of money because he's got, he's got more money than he could ever spend in his bank account. And, and, and I mean, I don't suppose sponsors will drop him for this. So he's going to keep earning money like David Beckham mm-hmm. for many years after he's, he's stopped playing. So that's never going to be an issue, but it is about status. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about the World Cup? Yes. <laughs> the, I'm actually, I'm going to do a follow-up piece to this with Wayne as well, because, of course, we had very different ideas around Ronaldo when he joined. And I, I think that would be a nice contrast piece. It'll be a, like a bit of a debate, which should be fun. So World Cup, yeah, I, I put out today, so today's Friday, my interview with May Romanos and Fabian Goa at Amnesty International. I do encourage you to go listen to that. I think it's a really good conversation, kind of level set us about uh, Qatar, migrant workers, LBGTQ rights, women's rights, uh, and trafficking and indentured servitude and basically slavery that happens there. It's deeply dark. And I'm, I'm well aware of like all the pushback I get when I... I talk about this about othering and about not understanding Qatari culture and stuff like that. But I think I think the facts speak for themselves on on the things that are actually happening. And anyway, so we're talking today, and the big controversy is that beer may not be in the the World Cup stadiums. And this is the one thing I just couldn't give a crap about because mm-hmm. I do think that's cultural. I think it's okay to have a World Cup in a, a nation that doesn't drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. I think totally okay. Yeah. Couldn't care less if there was beer or not beer. I do care about workers dying and workers living in awful conditions and the gay community not being able to be open and women being slaves to their husbands and all of that. I do really care about that. Mm-hmm. Also care about the football. What about you? Should we talk about football? Yeah, it would be nice. It's, the only thing is, though, it's just, it just almost like to put a caveat on talking about the football. It's, it just feels... It feels almost a, a little bit like wrong to, to 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 talk about the football because of all the the shit that is going on. But yeah, I think I think we should should just try at least. I know I have massive cognitive dissonance. I mean, I know Paul doesn't want to watch the World Cup at all. Actually, when I spoke to to May and Fabian, what they said to me is, "No, no, like the people in the region are really excited about it, and it's okay to enjoy the football. The players didn't choose this." The fans didn't choose this. The local people and workers didn't choose this. That's for the FAs and FIFA and the Qatari government to fix all the problems. Uh, and don't don't feel like that. But as long as you know, right, you're not mm. getting sport washed if you understand what the hell is going on. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I, I don't want to say it's like a tribute to the people who died creating these stadiums, but and I imagine the people who have built them who were thankfully still alive they they must feel an enormous pride about what about the work that they have achieved they've come over from bangladesh nepal a lot in a lot of instances india pakistan mainly southeast uh, southeast asia south asia from my understanding and they've worked on a a, a really 
huge project which I'm, i imagine is quite exciting I've, I've read a couple of interviews with the migrant workers who have spoken about that obviously the conditions that they have been in have been horrendous and on on, on unspeakable at times like how yeah heart-wrenching that is hearing those stories i heard one just from a friend yesterday who who whose friend is from nepal and they one of their friends this is feel like yeah oh my god how many lines are you going to go through but there your hairdresser's milkman who <laughs> once visited nepal on holiday heard that it's almost that far away but someone yes someone from back home basically in nepal um she she died and just i think about two months after having a child and her husband is working in the in the at the world cup in qatar and had his passport taken away so he can't even go back and look after the child so the child's basically an orphan while her well while the kid's dad is is working in in guitar and can't get back and like the stories like that are, are numerous i imagine and obviously people dying at the world cup for these stadiums as well but like i say there, there must be a, a huge sense of pride in that and i think like not to be glib it feels like it's actually a little bit of a tribute for this thing to go ahead and not to be a complete waste of time in many ways. Hopefully, like change yeah. can be spurned from that, but it would be, yeah. And, and I'm really glad that there has been a lot of focus on the issues around the World Cup. And and I think generally, to, to date, we'll see when the football starts, but generally the media have, have focused on that in the way that they didn't with Russia. Russia got yeah. away with it. Yeah. And and the Qataris are not now. There's there's a wider issue I think about why Qatar wanted this World Cup than just like reputational sport washing. I think it is about soft power and geopolitics and and national security, yeah, like safety. Buy some friends with mm-hmm. this. It's much harder to get invaded, which is I think very much on the minds of the regime if if you're sort of well known mm-hmm. and so it's not just this world cup it's other sporting events and it's ownership of major companies in the US and the UK uh, and around the world and so on so this is part of a, a wider strategy but but there is football mm-hmm. <laughs> and united have 16 players at the world cup who are we are a united podcast so i guess we we ought to give it that that spin 16 can, can you name them all so <laughs> i've got a list in front of me so i'm cheating <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Hannibal I'll, I'll was give, the last I'll give one. them to you. Yes, Hannibal. Yes. Hannibal. So we've got two on loan. So Hannibal's out on loan and Alex Tellez with Brazil's out on loan. Of course. Yeah. And then 14 in the, the first team squad. Malassia, Rashford, Maguire, Shaw, Martinez, Ferran, Eriksson, Casemiro, Fred, Anthony, Dallo, Fernandez, Ronaldo and Palestri. Palestri, yeah. So, I think he's got a really low number as well. So it's good news for him probably, I guess. Well, he's, he's been playing a lot for Uruguay. Yeah, yeah. Uruguay plays South Korea, Portugal. That'd be a, a fun one. And Ghana. The Portuguese have Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Brazil have Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Tunisia, Denmark, Australia, and France. Uh, Denmark obviously have Tunisia, France, and Australia. Uh, Varane with France is the same squad. Argentina have Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. England have Iran, USA, and Wales. The USA game the day after Thanksgiving will be a fun one for me. I'm I'm going to brave it and put an England shirt on, <laughs> which I never normally do, to be honest. <laughs> and the uh, Netherlands have Senegal, Qatar, and uh, I think that's right. And that's that's the opening game, Qatar versus Ecuador. The Qataris, as well as pulling FIFA's pants down over beer, got the uh, date of the tournament changed so they could have the first date all to themselves. 
It's a disgrace, that is, because I imagine there was Ecuadorian fans who would have booked their... I mean, I can't imagine there's many because I think there's 3,000 England fans travelling from England. So I can't... I imagine the the number from Ecuador is going to be less than that. (laughs) Probably. South Americans do travel in big numbers. Oh, they really do. Ecuador is a small country. Yeah, Peru in the last World Cup were one of the highlights of the tournament, like seeing their fans there, I think for the first time in about 30 years or something. Yeah, so... I imagine, yeah, like you say, they they are going to turn up. But like, to, to if you have booked a had booked a flight to arrive on that Sunday and you're going to miss the game, like, oh my god, it's just to do that. What was it? Two or three months before the tournament as well. It's just come on, yeah. That's yeah. yeah that the, is that is the, so the much new worse Twitter than the, in which the the, the not the beer, beer thing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I know, I know. They've been putting pressure on FIFA about all sorts of things. There was a the the new Twitter which allows anyone with eight dollars to go off and buy their accreditation <laughs> blue check mark. It's just been an absolute scum hell, scummy hell, hellscape. Hellscape was the word I was searching for of of disinformation but the, the, there were a few totally with with lacking incredibility tweets about this match having already been bought yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing if Qatar win this game and they actually don't have they're not the worst team in the tournament they're not the lowest ranked team and they've been in a training camp for Asian month. champions but yeah, yeah they've right, been in a right. training camp for about four months I think they've right that's it. And, and they do have a they have, I think I'm right in saying they have seven ringers in the squad. It's actually yeah. less than I thought. I, th- I thought everyone would be called like Fred and Anthony and Casemiro and so on. <laughs> yeah, I think they changed uh, their... I think they used to have that kind of policy and I think they changed it after a bit because it wasn't yielding great results. Right. But if they do win 1-0, the conspiracy theories will be wild. Oh my God, they? yeah. No. I, I think Qatar actually might do quite well. I mean, like, I, I, I obviously... There's the stat where the host nation have never lost the first game in the group. And I think only it's still only South Africa who never made it through the group as a host. So there is huge yeah, benefit of being the host. Like I say, they've been in training camp for four months. One of the big things I think about this World Cup is that teams are going to really struggle to look like a team in the early group stage games because they've been playing league football last right. week. England haven't even had a friendly before the tournament. A lot of teams, a lot of countries have. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if they end up getting through that group, to be honest. I th- I've heard Ecuador are great. I've not watched much of them, but to qualify through South America football is really, really yeah. tough. They do have some really good players mm. in Ecuador. Maizo, uh, si- Saizedo obviously has been awesome in the Premier League this season. He really has, and Brian picked him up for almost no money. Yeah, they got three uh, there, was quite, there was a lot of chat about him beforehand about how good he was, mm. but... Yeah, in, interesting group that one. Like looks balanced. I mean, the Netherlands have left out some big name players. Louis has. Uh, he thinks they. They. I mean, typical Louis Van Hal fashion. He thinks they've got a good chance of winning it. I. I, I wouldn't um, be surprised if they did all right. To be fair, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, well, look who who normally pulls out the circular firing squad. Right, it's the Dutch, isn't yeah. it, or the French? Yeah. But the Dutch love that, yeah. <laughs> and they haven't done it. They feel like they're united. Mm-hmm. And Malassia, I don't know whether he'll start a left back, uh, but he is in the squad despite moving to United. The the threat that put off Urine Timber, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to that squad group. England, USA, Iran, Wales. This should be fun. England open uh, against Iran on Monday. Yeah, yeah. There's a geopolitical stories a plenty right now in the media of with us playing Iran and all the bloody. Yeah chaos that's going off in well, that country right now 
Well, chaos with the protests and uh, what was it? 14,000 people sentenced, apparently sentenced oh, to death for, for being arrested at protests. Yeah. I don't know whether the regime will follow through on that or not. And and also like Iranian missiles and drones being used by the Russians mm-hmm. in Ukraine. And I think Ukraine had a very fair point when they suggested that Iran should be kicked out of the World Cup. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, they would. They, Ukraine were almost in our group. I say are as English. Ukraine were almost in that group as well with losing out to Wales in the playoff. That's Gareth Bale, who finally managed to score for LA Galaxy. Not LA Galaxy, the other one. LA FC. LAFC. Yeah, who won the uh, MLS uh, this year? Yeah, pops up in the right yeah. at the right time. Right, but eight, I mean, yeah, even he couldn't miss that one. But yeah, six or seven minutes into injury time, right at the end mm. of the game, uh, so yeah, it should be a good group and a, I guess a chance, like being uh, English centric here, for England to get some revenge on Wales for that uh, Euro twenty sixteen. I think it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Argentina, Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia for Lissandra Martinez. That that I, I like, kind of look forward to that group. I mean, the Mexicans. Uh, always uh, good not fun. That great. They're always good fun, though. Always good fun, but not that great. I do have somewhere in my cupboard Mexico '98 shirt with the kind of. Oh, big, nice! Uh, That's one of the classics, isn't it? That's a classic. A great, that is. Yeah, great I'm, I'm going to be pulling out many shirts during <laughs> this World Cup. Yeah, perfect. Will you? Would that go down well in your area? Seattle, there's a, there's a, I think it's about thirty percent Latin, Latinx population in, in mostly South Seattle, not the part of the world I live in. Although, if you hear any banging right now, it's because I'm getting my roof fixed and the population of South Seattle seems to have decamped onto the top of my roof. <laughs> that so, is, that reminds me of a be, curb, should be a good group. That reminds me of a Kirby enthusiasm scene episode where the guy fell through <laughs> yeah, the roof. Yeah, 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 I'm hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Francis Group, uh, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. So quite a few United players in this one. Varane, Medjbri, Eriksson. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, Antonio, Australia, not very good. No, I think they're going to be... Try naming an Australian player right now. Duna Aaron Moy, he's back at Celtic after being in... Is that keeper still there, Matt Ryan? What's he doing these days? He used to be at Ryan, uh, didn't he, for a bit? Good, good question. He was at Arsenal's um, the, second the story choice I, as well. Yeah, he was Arsenal's second choice. Yeah, and maybe, maybe, yeah, he was at Brighton, wasn't he? For yeah, a while. yeah. Are we talking about the same thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 With, uh, with one. My, my favourite player, obviously, being a, the child that I am, Jason Cummings, who's <laughs> Scottish but with an Australian mother. His his <laughs> his nickname in just just brilliant Australian fashion is Cum Dog. Oh my! And God. you can you can even buy an Aussie shirt with with the Cummings or Cum Dog on the back <laughs> <laughs> from the official night store, which is uh, great. I bet he should meet that guy who was going to sign for Forest. What was he called? Jizz something. Jizz Crump Camp or something. <laughs> uh, Jizz Crump Camp and Cum Dog up front. Brilliant. Yeah, they are going to be the whipping boys, aren't they? I think, well, they qualified below Iran, Saudi Arabia, South Korea and Japan in Asian qualifying. So, I mean... I can't imagine Saudis are going to be that good in this tournament. So if you qualify below then, then a bit of a... But they did beat Peru in... Was it? I think it was Peru in the Intercontinental playoff. So That's right. Got to, I think That's they just right. took them I, I was the quite sad about that when you come back to shirts because Peru got a classic. Yeah, Peru was, would, be, would, be, would be so much more exciting than Australia. I mean, no offence to all the Australians. And they, they were good at the last World Cup as well, Peru. Yeah, they? like so. they... I, they didn't get through the group, but they played great, exciting football. Whereas I imagine Australia is going to come with a low block and a lot of slow players. 
I mean, sorry, no offense to all the Australians listening. And they did bring a great moment in 2014 with when Tim Cahill hit that beautiful left footed volley and off the bar. I think it was against Holland. Right. And that was a great moment. Right, but yeah. they haven't really got anyone quite as exciting as Tim Cahill anymore. Aaron Moy with a free kick. No, I don't know whether the exciting is the. Yeah, yeah. No, not not much with Australia. Uh, I I still feel like a yeah, I've got nothing against Aussies obviously, but it it's the it's the years of cricketing pain and suffering that they've inflicted yeah. on us that makes me kind of enjoy their football team being crap. <laughs> I know that's petty, but it's just the way it is, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Lost all our listeners in Australia. And Christian Eriksen will be in the Denmark side and the important part of that side and he, he's had a great season for United. I'm looking forward to him. And also the Den- the Danes of uh, with Hummel have put out a series of sort mm. of muted kits of, of which I've got there but fully black. That is lovely one, as well. Which I should, Oh, it's lovely. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it's got this giant green FIFA thing on there, the Qatar logo, which oh. I will be peeling off. <laughs> I, I, I feel like they may, may be one of the dark horses, actually. They have they did really well in the Nations League. They were very good in the last Euros, despite what happened to Christian Eriksen. Maybe that helped them in, in, in some ways as well. But like to have him back and to be as good as they are in, in at the moment like they could be like this tournament is going to be wide open like every single squad has got deficiencies you think to like brazil and argentina who are two of the favorites like they're in certain areas you're thinking okay danny alvarez is going to be playing right back is is this really the best team in the tournament like france as midfield right now is looking weak so you, you i think maybe like it is a tournament that can be won by an underdog and maybe denmark could be the one and then uh, watch them. Watch I them mean, that, that would yeah. that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah, watch them go yeah. out in the yeah, stages. Will. Now you've yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think that's right. I, I don't. I think they're actually a very good team, and and they may be too good to be classified as an underdog. Mm. That's um, probably true. Uh, actually, that, that's yeah. a that's a question for the football cliches. Podcast. And they have won a major tournament more recently than England. So. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so with most, most countries, mm. no, that's not quite true. I mean, talking about Brazil, they're in the, the group, next group with Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon. I mean, it's Brazil side. You look at their forward options. I mean, they haven't really got a number nine, but they've got so many good players, just so many good mm. players. And I hope this is a tournament in which Neymar is good and not a twat. Oh, he will be a twat. Because though, he? He, he's both in both, in almost equal measure, brilliant and twatish. Yeah. I just, from what I've heard about Brazil, because I don't, I didn't watch every South American qualifier, sorry, but they have been excellent over the past few years and they've played a lot of competitive football, which always helps bring the team together. But they haven't played any Western European outfit for a long time, so they've not truly been tested and every single world cup that they've played since 2002 when they won it they've gone out to a western european team and i think that's a little bit of the concern according to like the the brazilian experts that when they come up against a a really strong western european outfit they may come unstuck a little bit and they haven't been backs against the wall for a few years especially like this group so the kind of feeling is if they if things start to go badly what will happen to the hotheads and neymar when things start going badly, he becomes a bit of a prick. Yes, he's not. He's not a leader, is he? I mean, I, 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 there are deficiencies in the squad. It's interesting them not really having a number nine, but they're very strong at the back. I mean, I, the fullbacks fullbacks are an issue. Are an issue is Teller's going to start? If they start with Te- yeah, he did. He started the warm up game the other and night. Danny Alves at right like back. He's, he's, uh, and yeah, I, so that is an issue, especially as it 
some of their games are on the earlier side, mm-hmm. I think, and and it will be bloody hot, even though it's a Winter World Cup. So I don't know whether that's going to be an issue. I mean, it certainly certainly saps the energy. But centre-back, goalkeeper, central midfield, yeah. there, there'll probably be sort of a bit more prosaic in there, but it gives a base. I mean, if they start with Fred and Casemiro, obviously club understanding yeah, there. Yeah, two world-class uh, and just get. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Generous. Uh, I, I hope Anthony pulls out a 360 or a 720 at some mm-hmm. point just to absolutely boil the piss of all the English pundits commentating yeah, on this. Against England as well, that would be good. At 4 0 up to. That would be magic. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure quite how the brackets work, whether England could get Brazil before the semi finals. I'm not sure about that. I did look at it at some point. I haven't got my World Cup poster. Oh, no, you need a wall shot. I've, I've got a couple. I've got one of the uh, no-score draws, cheapskate Panini ah, World Cup posters, yeah, and then a more official-looking one, which I may take a Sharpie to the logos just so I don't have to look at it all the time. <laughs> anyway, Brazil should walk this group. I know Switzerland and Serbia are decent sides. I have to, sorry, being very Western about this, but I don't think I've seen Cameroon play in quite a long time. So. No, and by all accounts, they're in turmoil i think i think there's loads of political issues as in political issues within the group and i think i bet they're doing a bit of a france and coming apart of the seams before the tournament i think that also happened before with cameroon in 2006 or so so mm, probably not one of the african teams to it's watch. like a world cup cliche isn't it? it the fight about the bonuses before yeah, the world cup yeah, starts yeah so, what what i can't remember what country it was where they actually flew out case loads of cash to the players in order what's to that cameroon it might be in Cameroon. I forget, but there was definitely a World Cup. In yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I feel like it was. I don't know. Magic. Mm. I'm sure people are screaming right now at us. It was these. Yeah, uh, almost certainly. We'll, we'll get some tweets about it. Twitter is still alive by the time we post yeah, this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's so much going on. Portugal. They're really, I got it. The, the world is there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure we should quite equate... Ronaldo interview, war in Ukraine, mm. protests in Iran and Twitter. Oh, and FTX going bust. All at the same level. Not quite the same Not thing. Quite. But good, good context. <laughs> good. Yeah, okay. Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, South Korea. South Koreans, I mean, Min is injured and they haven't really been, I mean, looking at the results really not very good recently. Mm. So, I mean, I, I do wonder, although... South Korea being stronger. Previous World Cups, whether they're not the the team that's going to get smacked around in this group. And then Uruguay, actually a decent group, decent team. Yeah. You know, obviously some aging players, but a a decent, a decent team. Very good midfields, like Benton Cord in in real form at the moment. Like Valverde, I think one of Real Madrid's better players this season. Like to have those two. He's got got double figures already for goals, hasn't he? Yeah, he's come on low well I mean he's already a great player especially like last season towards the end of last season he came on loads but like this season he's yeah one of the best players in the league like and I feel like Nunes is probably that type I I don't think he's done too well for Uruguay yet but he's this sort of like weird mercurial talent who will end up having an incredible World Cup out of nowhere because he's got this weird crazy confidence despite so much that he does end up going wrong. He just can continue in this, yeah, with this with his head down, just battling on. He's, he's a very, very weird footballer. Him. But they, they've they've still got Cavani, they've still got Suarez, they've still got experience and goals. They've got a different manager. They've got some really, yeah. 
got some good players. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't pretty good in this tournament. Portugal, I mean, I, I'm I'm facing some cognitive dissonance about this one because I'd like Fernandez and Dello to do well. I mean, Dello might might not start, although he he didn't he score a couple of goals in a Portugal game yes, recently. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and Bruno plays this like sort of half eight half 10 role for Portugal which actually he's played quite a bit for United this season yeah slightly deeper Ronaldo I mean god I I would really like him to miss a penalty in the last minute that sends Portugal oh out my god. Like, just something like completely humiliating honestly I just I'm being really petty about it but I I, I I'd like them to fail and I'd like it to be his fault and very obviously his that fault. would be beautiful Dan Story wrote a tweet saying now wouldn't it be beautiful if the same thing happened to Ronaldo that's been happening at United this season where he, he just gets shoved to the bench and has to come on in the last few minutes. It's not going to happen unless he like is terrible in the first three games of the group. They get through the group and then he doesn't play yeah. in the fourth game. But I still think Santos is so much of a pussy that he'll just play him anyway. I think so, yeah. I mean, they play this really negative style and uh, maybe that just suits Ronaldo. They don't try and break with any kind of pace and uh, they would be so much better without him though they've got so they could end up playing such an expansive game without him in the side they've got a lot of great players they really could they obviously the lad whose name is escaping me at at madrid jao felix thanks Uh, they've got i mean yeah and obviously fernandez and uh, like you look at the team Looks really strong, but they're going to play this kind of really negative football, mm-hmm. which they have done on Santos all the time. And Ronaldo lives in there, and it will just ruin them. Yep. So anyway, uh, they're still probably good enough to get through. Yeah, this. Ghana... The, uh, the, the worst thing that I think can happen at the, this World Cup is that Portugal win it. I don't. Th- I don't think there's any. There's next to no chance, but they won the Euros out of nowhere. It would be the worst thing in the world to see that man lift the trophy. I can't think of anything worse. I mean, I mean, I'm talking. I, I, mean, on, I can think of things think that are worse. on on, on pitch matters. I can't think of anything worse. I can think of lots of things worse that he's done, but or allegedly done. But yes, on pitch matters, it would be, yeah, again, entirely sick inducing. So sick inducing that it would it, it would, really would all the puke would. Well, ho- hopefully, Ghana put them out. You never know. I mean, they've got interesting like Jordan Ayew, Thomas Party, Yaki Williams, Terry yeah, Lamptey, who. Uh, yeah, that's right, Tarek Lamptey and Sally Sue from mm. Southampton's in the squad. So, and and there's probably other players that I haven't seen as much. Who like I, I you love the World Cup for this. You just get a, such a random collection of stars and then players playing in weird yeah, countries. Yeah, yeah. And like Andre Ayew's playing. In there's Qatar. bound to. I haven't looked. There's there's bound to be somebody who's unattached who doesn't have a club. Yeah. At the Maybe Ronaldo by the time <laughs> the tournament starts. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they usually like the Saudi Arabias of the world usually have a couple of unattached players. Like, it's like, yeah, or Iran or Morocco or someone like that. Cristiano Ronaldo said in his interview that he's not the kind of player that comes on with three minutes to go. You just don't, don't do that. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. So I'm looking forward to him being subbed on. Oh, wouldn't, it be, so minutes. wouldn't it be amazing if he refused to come on? <laughs> just stomped out. Oh my god! Oh. It would be just make my day, and then Portugal go on to win it without him in his absence. That would actually probably be funnier though if Portugal won it and he was on the bench. Yeah, that's right. He st- uh, still get to lift it, wouldn't he? Mm, yeah, just like he did the Euros, like John Terry. 
there's a couple other groups we haven't talked about. So we've got players in most of these groups, which is nice, actually keeps the interest. But I think I think it's Group E, Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. We haven't got any players. Obviously, David De Gea mm-hmm. didn't make the Spain squad because uh, Enrique hates him with a passion. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, actually, I was looking at, I was looking at some stats yesterday just to go off topic a little bit. And De Gea is actually in the bottom left quadrant for shot stopping and distribution this season. Shot stopping as wow. well. I mean, I know it feels like he's actually yeah, had a good does. season, but the data doesn't back that up. Because wow. I feel like he's almost been back to like his best in that regard. It does yeah, feel like it, but yeah. Um, clearly. Apparently. So yeah, Spain-Germany's, I guess, the standout game of the the opening mm-hmm. group stage. Yeah. I mean, it should it should be a decent German side at the moment. And if you look at growing Spain those side two managers, they've both won trebles in club football, which is incredible at international level, really. Like Hansi Flick and Luis Enrique. It is because international football has sort of become the secondary partner mm. to the Champions League, yeah. hasn't it? And and sometimes it feels like that in terms of standards as well. But hoping this is a good game. Japan and Costa Rica in the other teams. Yeah, they're in, in trouble, aren't they? Them too. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine so. And then perennial golden generation owning Belgium, mm-hmm. Canada, Morocco and Croatia. Croatia, aging side, obviously we saw them in the Euros last year, not quite as good as they once were. This Canada side's very good. I mean, they've got some really good players. They beat both Mexico and, and the USA in qualification. Mm-hmm. Be interesting. Be, I mean, you don't expect it, but what have they got? It's fun the to see them there. And there was Alfonso Davies got injured didn't he in one of the games before the tournament i was like oh my god no 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 it's like a, a mane or a, a a son who kind of these late injuries but i think he's completely fine isn't he thankfully and yeah he's gonna be really exciting to watch jonathan david will be an interesting one to watch since he's had such a good season in the Eagle this year really good season we keep getting yeah, linked to united um, as well may well well look we need a striker mm-hmm. there will be a space in the squad he's scoring a lot of goals so maybe I, I never. He always seemed a bit flakier than like top level. But yeah, so he's scoring a lot of goals. Yes, yeah, it's, it's Burek Yilmaz scored a lot of goals in Liga, and I think he's probably unattached these days. So and that was only like two seasons ago. <laughs> it's an interesting right, league. Yeah. Belgium, Belgium, haven't they been like dark horses for about the last seven? <laughs> yeah, can World we Cups? still call them dark horses? They've still got the same squad know. for I mean, the last it's, seventeen it's, World Cups as well. Like you look at their squad, you like it's basically exactly have. the same. Still got Ears and Hazard in there. They do, who's not had any kind of season at all for like the last four seasons, (laughs) as far as I can tell. Yeah. Tom and Paul of former Rankcast NQAT fame think I have an agenda against him, which maybe I do, but I I don't think he's nearly the player. His talent. Yeah, he was. Anyway, we won't won't go on about that too much. Sadly, no Marianne Fellaini. Mm, That is is a sadness. Sad. That would be great. Sad. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win it? I was slagging them off, but I, I think Brazil. I'd love Argentina to win it for Messi. Yeah, me too. Something, something about this whole Ronaldo thing has made me a big <laughs> yeah. Messi fan now. Though he actually did, I think that was like the, the most polite sentence that he said. It was, where he was actually nice yeah, about Messi. Yeah, there was a route where well, I think Piers Morgan said, Ronaldo's going to drop a bombshell about Messi tonight. So I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, he can't even attack Messi, surely. But he did come out and, and say he was, yeah, he's, he's like a teammate. And Messi has taken money from the Qatari regime, which, I mean, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it's cognitive dissonance in my head right now. Like, 
saying that I want Messi to win it, but it just feels, I think for me, it feels like almost like a selfish thing that I want to say that I've seen the best player in the world. And Messi, I think in so many, on so many metrics is the best player who's probably ever lived. You think about no one has been sustainably as good at club football. He can, he, we, uh, all that all we've talked about like his best dribbler we've ever seen is the best pass we've ever seen the best goal yeah. scorer we've ever seen and for him not to have a world cup next to his resume just feels like a stick that everyone can always beat him with and it would just be lovely for yeah. him to just go out on that. they did win copper they america, did win the copper america. and he yeah, also no, got I, to I, a world cup final and lost in extra time and he set one up for Higuain yeah. and mr sitter so it's not like he's been miles away every single time but it's just it would just be a lovely. Iguain apologised to Messi yeah. for that one, <laughs> although it, it kind of felt like he should apologise to the whole mm, Argentina yeah. squad yes. nation, uh, this diaspora. <laughs> like, but just to Messi, yeah, they've got a good side. They won a Copa America. They've got a yeah chance. for sure. And there's definitely some. And also, squad, Im- I imagine yeah. Lissandre Martinez. He, he he celebrates a tackle with like more euphoria that I've ever expressed in my whole life. So I can to just imagine his little face if if he won the World Cup. He'd never stop smiling. Taking Ronaldo out of the knees oh, in the knockout games. Hopefully Bruno just does anyway, that. Yeah, they, they've got a chance. France, obviously, because they're so strong. Although, obviously, missing Pogba, and I know United fans like to have a go at Pogba, and he's he's not done anything for Juve this season. Uh, but that knee injury, didn't he didn't recover in time. And that does leave Can't a hole. as well. They they do Kante's mm. missing as well, right? Tushimeni, yeah. he's been great. I mean, he's such a good player. He's two players mm. in one, but they've definitely yeah, def- definitely some players missing. I think and and up front Benzema, Giroud, obviously yeah, old. Benzema's not had a good Benzema's been he's amazing. Not had a good season this year. Not had a good start mm-hmm. to the season. Yeah, so yeah, definitely some question marks there about France and then England. I, I don't know. I mean, like you look at how many creative players United, uh, sorry, England have got. Kane, Rashford, Sterling, Foden, Mount, Boom. Madison. But, I mean, there's so much talent there. Bellingham, who's been outstanding mm-hmm. for Dortmund this season. Uh, like, can Southgate get out of his head and out of his Southgateness and allow England to play football or not? No, I don't think. I just don't see it for England. I, I, I feel that the last few games have really kicked all the enthusiasm out, as I'm out of this English. England side as well I feel like the momentum has just completely been railroaded I think that the the fans the the, the lack of buy-in from the fans regarding this tournament it's all negative 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 and I think it's going to be difficult to to switch that men like flick that switch and get out of that kind of negative mindset that England have kind of found themselves in recently like the the Nations League despite how lit how like how little the fans care for it. They, they were the last few games and it was a complete disaster that that whole run, losing 4-0 at home to Hungary is incredible for me as a Hungarian. But that group was just a, an absolute unmitigated disaster. And then there was even talks after that, that Hungary game that Southgate should go. And there's huge pressure on him, really. And like you say, is he going to go against his principles of being playing this negative football, which we've seen for so long. I don't think he will. And I also just don't think when England come up against a, a side like Spain or Germany, 
especially those two who have got world-class coaches, I just don't think Southgate's got it in him with an inferior side, I think, England. Not too inferior like we've seen in the past, but with an inferior side to tactically best someone like Kansi Flick or Luis Enrique, even that Didier Deschamps like, and the Brazilians and Argentinian sides. From all yeah. accounts, Argentina are really tactically flexible. Brazil have a similar, I think. I think they've come a long way in that regard. And CTA, is Southgate yeah. a guy who got Middlesbrough relegated really at that level? He's done a great... No, he's still managing Middlesbrough. Exactly. He's and he's head, done a really so. good job of like posit- uh, like dressing room environment, making that good, a bit like Oli. But I just don't think he's got what it takes to 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 change, turn this around. I think... I think it might be a last 16 exit. Maybe not if it gets, if they get an easy-ish, which they could e- easily yeah. get an easy-ish last 16 game. Well, in my brackets that I did this morning in preparation for this, I have England coming up against Senegal in the last 16. And Senegal aren't going to be great. And Denmark in the last eight. So I reckon that an exit to De- Denmark in the last eight is... Uh, that's my no, prediction. Well, that won't go down I, well with the English press wrong. either because Denmark aren't this big side. And you, you never know. Like England could easily get... No, this could be England the end of Southgate. could easily get through Denmark though. And then we, we're talking about semi-final again after an easiest run. Like if England go out to Senegal, a Mane-less Senegal, that is, that is bad. Like Senegal are a good side. They've got some really good players. But a Mane-less Senegal is, is not the same. And but I I think they'll get through that. I think they'll I think they potentially could get through Denmark. And you're talking about a semi-final again after not coming up against a, a, a top side. No, they'll probably do it scoring three goals yeah, or from free yeah, kicks. Yeah, or Harry or Kane's like that. Ankle yeah. or They don't excite me at all for all the attacking talent. But but we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't know what options are on the table if if Southgate did go after this because Saudi Arabia's Eddie Howe is obviously <laughs> at Newcastle and. Sam Aladici is retired. Oh, when so he gets sacked from Chelsea, Graham. Oh, he might have got sacked by Chelsea. Yeah, it might, by be, then. might be. Yeah. Then. yeah, yeah, that's true. Wouldn't be. I mean, I think actually, I do think Graham Potter would do well at international level. I think his coaching mm. style fits the international game. Yeah, pretty I think well. he'd be a good, a good appointment, and I don't think he's going to make the end of the season for Chelsea. He just doesn't seem like a good fit at that club. All right. Well, look. Despite everything that's happening in the World Cup, which I'm not going to forget. And I'm sorry, I will probably bang on about during the World Cup. I will probably do some content during the World Cup. I haven't really got a plan, but I think we'll I think we'll drop into your feed every now and again with some thoughts, seeing what's happened with uh, the United players and Ronaldo. <laughs> so I will go, I'll keep banging on about it because I think it's worth talking about again and again, because otherwise it's so easy to forget. If you remember at the last World Cup in Russia, the football was great and we all forgot about the fact that it's a repressive dictatorial regime that only three and a bit years earlier had invaded mm. Ukraine in, in Crimea. Right? We, we all forgot and we're guilty about that. And, and we shouldn't make the same mistake this time. And all the caveats, you know, I'm not trying to other. I, I do understand that some aspects of the culture, like having beer at football, is very different. But the people have died and suffered and continue for us to be entertained and for FIFA to make a load of money. And uh, I did note, by the way, that Jack Warner has, he lost his hearing and he will be extradited to the US to face criminal charges over stuffing his 
pockets with the money. So the, the chickens are coming home to roost in that aspect. We may well find out more after this on about just how much was paid. By the way, Tom, have you seen the Netflix? I haven't watched it, actually. Defund I was covered. going to actually watch it after today. It's great. It's it well worth great it. just from the trailer. That's that yeah, is yeah. good to know. It's, it's excellent. Perfect timing as well. Perfect yeah, timing. I mean, I, d- I don't know that there's new stuff there that I hadn't heard before, but it does kind of gather it all mm-hmm. in one place. That's good. And yeah, just such a quasi-criminal, it's like a mafioso, the way Fever is run. And the fact that Infantino is almost certainly going to get elected to, to run for a third time unopposed. Mm. It feels more calculated under his yeah. watch as well. He is the days. great. Well, yeah, that's, that is. But it's still playing the oh, same yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. They still distribute much of the money to associations as effectively as bribes now it may be for develop development purposes and educational purposes but so many of those facilities never get built yeah so much of that money just disappears mm-hmm. so and i don't know how to fix that the the criminal the corruption bit obviously that's the the fbi and other authorities trying to look into that the swiss seem utterly yeah un, 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 unable uh, to do that but the but the the idea you move away from one member, one vote just doesn't seem right. Is it population based? In which case, the next World Cup will be in <laughs> India. Although, hey, that would, would be, be great, great fun. fun. It would be great fun. Uh, and uh, I mean, what is it? You entrench power in Western countries, so that doesn't seem right either. It's the global. It's the I, feel, I feel like there just so. needs to be a restart on FIFA in general, and I think that actually potentially is possible. Like, what the FIFA, what the FIFA do apart from the World Cup? Uh, there is that. Well, nothing. They lose money every year apart exactly, from World Cup. Exactly. Yeah. And there's the, the talk about the South Americans playing the Europeans in the nations in a combined nations league. And I imagine FIFA are terrified of that prospect. You bring in the likes of America and Mexico, Canada, huge markets into that. You start inviting the Asian teams into it. You're not far off creating a World Cup. Obviously, you're talking about... You, the problem is you might they might end up leaving like behind the smaller nations in the world you think of africa how much money are they going to bring if if this kind of thing it it, it that is your for that exactly. is about money but, but the, the, power, yeah, the power the power can easily be shifted if if people want it to happen and fifa must be terrified yes I, i'd like aspect. i mean i think you're right I would like FIFA to be disbanded. Maybe a, a rump continues as basically unifying the the international calendar and setting the laws of the game, although that's, that's IFAB, and, and some kind of marketing engine that sells broadcast rights and distributes money from from the World Cup. But yeah, fundamental change is needed. But there's no one forcing no. that. There's just no one. They they act like an, a, 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 a quasi-governmental body that's in fact above mm-hmm. the law and it's despite the fbi raids a few years back and despite charges and despite some people maybe even jack warner going to prison for corruption the fundamentals haven't changed yeah it's scary anyway should we leave what it a there? lovely note it I know it's it's great, but that is great human rights abuse and corruption. Yeah, but that's what that's what the World Cup's going to be remembered for. Like, despite what happens on the pitch, it's always going to be remembered for this. So, and 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 that and that's a good thing. Like like you said earlier in the show, like the 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 way that the media in England, especially and the West, have led this charge 
and relentlessly led this charge about trying to get to the bottom of what's been going on in Qatar has been like really quite heartwarming actually. And, and yeah, like I'm, I'm hoping it continues on a beta during the football as well. Like obviously we're all massive football fans. We're all going to try and enjoy it for what it is, but yeah, just, just, I guess it's just important just not to forget what, what has happened to, in order to create this. Good note to end on. Thanks, Tom.